Good afternoon. I'm Chris Kiergaard, Associate Editor with the Journal Star, alongside Dennis Anderson, our Executive Editor. And the Editorial Board is chatting today with Rachel Parker, the incumbent Peoria County Clerk, seeking election or nomination for the Democratic Party in March. Yes. Rachel, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks. Let me, uh, let me start off and, and talk about the future with you on what sort of initiatives that, that you plan to bring to the office if you're renominated and get to serve the remainder of the term out? Well, um, initially, it's uh, – well, first of all, uh, in order to get just acclimated with the whole office, I met with each um, employee individually and basically sat down with them and had them tell me what they liked about the office, what they didn't mm-hmm. like about the office, um, if there was things that they would like to see changed, and things of that nature. So I took a lot of notes during that time, and then I tried to implement some of that, which um, initially was the cross-training piece. Mm-hmm. So I guess coming in out of the gate, um, that was a big concern to them. And so since it was such a concern to them, it was a concern to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we um, crafted a, a schedule where we could do some cross-training so that the people that are on the recorder side then could switch places with the vital records side so that they could feel more comfortable in whichever side they worked as the days go on. You said in your questionnaire you also noticed that there were some culture issues in the office. What, what were those? It's just um, not that feeling that, that, that it's one office, that it's still the clerk's office and it's still the vital records side. And so mm-hmm. um, just trying to get more unity amongst everyone. And I think the cross-training piece is probably going to help with that. And maybe that's why it was such a concern to a majority of them that I spoke with. How has that better served the uh, the customer? The- because when they come to the counter, for example, if I'm not totally cross-trained on the vital records side and I'm always working the recorder side and, and that's my day to work the vital records side or they get so busy they need more help and they call for more help, then I'm more comfortable with helping the customer. I don't have to keep asking the next person, oh, how do you do this? Or am I doing this right? Or So it's just making the whole process more streamlined and and, and better for not only the customers coming in, whoops, excuse me, um, but better for them as employees as well. Why, why did you have that interest in the clerk position? Um, actually, it came to me. Because, <laughs> uh, as you know, I was a member of the county board for nine years. This would have been my 10th year on the board. And um, they chose me. I got the call from Chairman Rand saying that um, a decision had been made and that they were going to go with me. And um, I was surprised. Um, pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. and really honored that they'd even think of me for that because uh, it wasn't in, in my plan. Now, let me ask you on the, the cross-training because I know when, when the offices initially had merged uh, that there was, was some cross-training and, and we had heard that there was a, a couple of weeks worth of mm-hmm. time on, on the cross-training mm-hmm. after the initial merger and now you're you're reworking on, on getting people some more mm-hmm. cross-training. Do you foresee a time when there won't just be a clerk's side and a recorder's side, but where employees are simply scheduled to work right. the office and you go to whichever side it is that there, there's somebody at the counter on? That's, you know, if if money were not an issue, I would love to redesign the the, the way the office is laid out. Mm-hmm. But we can't because of the structure of the building. Of course, we've got the, mm-hmm. you know, whatever those are called that are beams. Um, but the way it's laid out, it is 
laid out in two separate areas. So that mm-hmm. when you come in, you either go to you know the left or the right. Um, but it would be nice if it could be reconfigured in some way so that we're just the office. And then mm-hmm. you come in, and you, whether you're getting a birth record or getting your mortgage recorded, you'd only have to go to one desk instead of having to choose which side to go to. Because people come in, and sometimes they're like, you know, they're not sure which direction mm-hmm. to go. And, and, and I don't know. It just seems like it would be a better flow of traffic um, mm-hmm. with that. So I don't know how... Um, Initially, it was they came up with the way it was, or it was, or it could have been because of all the records that are there mm-hmm. and the way it's laid out. So, I'm sure they did what they thought was best at the time. But as time's gone has gone on, we're seeing that it it could mm-hmm. it would be nice to have it changed. Yeah, because it, it strikes me that there's always going to be that that yeah. division and, yeah. until you're able to get to that point, yeah. just based on you know what, what lunch table everybody <laughs> sits at. That's for. right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, um, we heard. Uh, a little bit uh, when when your opponent came in to interview about some of the the technology initiatives that that he's worked on mm-hmm. over the years, and I, I want to ask you on that because a lot more people are using the web to access some of this information. Mm-hmm. Are, are there any things sort of in that lane that that you think you can pursue in the office? Well, I think a lot of that has already been done, um, and they did they did a lot of work getting it to the point that it is today, which is great. Um, and then it's just a, a matter of keeping up with everything because technology changes so fast. So mm-hmm. it's just going to be a matter of making sure that we're still on on point on anything as time goes on. And that's why when you go to the clerk's um, trainings and things of that nature, you just, you know, keep your finger on the pulse on what's happening mm-hmm. in other places. And then you try to stay, you know, in when the you, race. When you talk with the employees and anybody talk about efficiencies within the office, things that could make things go smoother and you have you acted on any of that i think i go back to the cross training because Mm -hmm. that's that makes things smoother because you don't have that stopping where they're checking to see if their work is is right or if they're grabbing the right forms or or whatever Mm -hmm. but other than that um right now you know being in only six months almost six months in i can't see anything else right now that doesn't mean that there isn't anything but it hasn't surfaced Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I, I want to ask you something uh, in, in regard to, to some of the, the outreach potential for the clerk's office, because mm-hmm. it, it, it seems to me just geographically based on where Peoria is and where the clerk's office is mm-hmm. and what the hours of the clerk's office are. Mm-hmm. If I live in Elmwood or if I live in Princeville right. and I need to... I've even filled out my marriage application online, but I've got to come in. Yeah. I've either got to take some time off of work or I've got to race to get in mm-hmm. to get that if I'm in some of those outlying areas. Is there any opportunity to either alter the hours, days, services available, anything like that, so that the outlying areas don't have to hit that 4 yeah. p.m. to 5 p.m. window yeah. to get anything done without taking time off? I'm sure as far as the hours, that's probably more than just our office because, you know, we mm-hmm. have to consider the sheriff's office with right. the security in that. So, And that would be an additional cost. Um, but what I would do um, and what I plan to do is to go out to all the different libraries throughout the communities and mm-hmm. just be there, even if it's just uh, once a month, mm-hmm. just showing my face and, and letting them know what they can do online versus you know mm-hmm. what they have to do coming in or let them know things that they need to bring in if they're, for example, getting the real ID, you know, mm-hmm. what what forms do you need to bring in? I like I like interacting with people. So for me, going out in the evenings and meeting with the different groups, Rotaries or Lions Clubs or Kiwanis, whatever, mm-hmm. I think it would be fun uh, just because that's kind of what I've been doing mm-hmm. uh, with economic development as my past. 
you know, I'm always visiting different businesses and that, so I'm used to being out. And mm-hmm. um, it would be fun. And it, it would help me, too, as far as getting more into the job. But I look forward yeah. to visiting. And I have already gone to some of the village board meetings and things of that nature just to introduce myself. Because, mm-hmm. like I told them when I went to Kingston Mines, and they were very appreciative that I came. They're like, oh, you came to Little <laughs> Somebody knows Kingston. who we are. Yeah. You came yeah. to Little <laughs> Kingston Mines just to see us. <laughs> but, you know, it's important to to put a face with the name and to feel comfortable. And I, like I told them, you know, I may not be the department that you need, but I'm in the county. So call me. And if I don't know the answer, I'll find somebody that knows the answer and help you because it just makes a difference when you know someone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the first time I've ever heard the word fun connected to the clerk's office. <laughs> You've got to make your job fun because otherwise it's just a job. And, mm-hmm. and I don't think anybody should work just a job. And that was one of the things I asked when I spoke with everyone individually. Are you here just for the paycheck, or do you really like what you do? Because if it's not what you like to do, you should not be here because it's going to come across in your work. And so, and then, you know, if you do like being here, what can we do to enhance it? And so that's why, you know, our biggest expense with, and I go back to running my own business, is your employees. So you want to invest as much as you can in in them and what they can do. And that's why, again, I'm implementing mm-hmm. some uh, customer, ser- customer service training at the end of this month. They've not had that. Um, so it's whatever makes them better, because if they feel better about themselves, it's going to come across in the service. What in your professional experiences per, 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 uh, set you up for this job? Um, I would say my history in banking. Um, did a lot of SBA loans, packaging for 504s, which are the larger mm-hmm. real estate type transaction loans. So um, had a lot of work there. My years of being in economic development where I did business retention visits, went out and visited hundreds of businesses, finding out what they needed to to stay viable in their in their line of work. Um, and just being on the county board for nine years and the school board for three years, I've got the elected official um, background. So I kind of know what's expected of, you know, someone that is an elected official and what you have to do. And it is a 24-7 job. You don't turn it off. Even when I go places at night, I'm still promoting the county or I'm still promoting things that don't even really pertain to me. I'll say, oh, the county has a revolving loan fund. You know, I don't have to say that, mm-hmm. but but I do mm-hmm. because it helps the county. And so, and it's just what I like to do. I want to ask you about one of those things at the county, and, and this is as much, you know, closing the circle on it for me, but yeah, I, I first got to know you when I attended and covered some of the minority business development oh, yeah. ad hoc committee yeah. meetings. What do you see as, as some of the biggest things that, that came out of that committee? Well, for one, the um, Minority Business Development Center was huge um, because that was long time coming, um, and I think it's still kind of in its infancy stages, but... I truly believe that that's going to be a really great center, not just for minorities, but for anybody mm-hmm. that's wanting to start a business because mm-hmm. it's really opened up to anyone. It's just kind of geared toward that because of its location and because mm-hmm. of the fact that a lot of people on the South End sometimes don't feel comfortable coming up to the Bradley area or whatever to go mm-hmm. to the different workshops mm-hmm. and that. So it gives them another mm-hmm. place to go. Okay. What ended up happening to that committee? Because it, it sort of stopped meeting around 2015 or thereabouts. <laughs> and I asked the same question um, mm-hmm. and I was told that we were going to get a like a new direction or, or mm-hmm. a new mission. And, and that just never came to fruition. But um, but, yeah, it needs to be uh, revamped and and put back on the table. 
if for mm -hmm. no other reason to help monitor with the funds that we've invested in that mm -hmm. um, business and to make sure that our money mm -hmm. is that we're getting a return on our investment, mm -hmm. basically. Since, since you've left the county board, there, there's nobody who's technically chair of that committee now, right? Not that I'm aware okay. of. Right. I've not heard them say anything about that. Okay. Um, I, I want to, in, in fairness, ask this. We asked this of your opponent, too. What does a clerk do 40 hours a week? Because as I understand it, the, the union rules don't allow you to actually record deeds and don't allow you to actually you know do the paperwork and hand somebody their marriage license and everything else. So what, what is, well, actually, is, is there enough to, to fill a 40-hour week and, and a six-figure salary for the position? Well, I actually checked on that because okay. I am a people person and I, um, <laughs> I job shadowed mm -hmm. uh, a number of them when I got there because I wanted to... Mm -hmm see what they do. Yeah, yeah. And that's the best way to learn is by doing, at mm -hmm. least for me. So yeah. I did check and, and there's nothing wrong with me going out and helping someone occasionally okay. if I want to, mm -hmm. um, or sidecarring them. If, if I'm just handing mm -hmm. them the form and visiting with the customer as mm -hmm. they are getting their paperwork together. Um, now, if I was to do it every single day, mm. then there may yeah, be an issue yeah, there. That, that's what I had heard yeah. from Steve years yeah. ago was that he couldn't go out and, yeah, no, and do all I can, that. So. You can go out mm -hmm. and okay. you can do it occasionally. Mm -hmm. It's just, you can't take over their jobs. Mm -hmm. But it's it's fun, and I think it's important for them to see that we come out of that office and um, and do the work, because that work's important, and it's fun, mm -hmm. and there's that word again, fun. But <laughs> <laughs> but again, I, I, I go back to, I just like interacting with people, and I can't just sit in the office. So if I'm not there at the front, then I'm going to be out in one of those communities mm -hmm. doing something, because um, I won't be still. <laughs> <laughs> In your first full term, what are like three things that you said you, you think must happen in the in the clerk's office? Well, again, I go back to trying to unify the office to make it feel like one so that um, the employees feel like it's one office. Um, and then I also like the outreach piece. I would really work on the outreach outreach piece and going to the various communities, letting them know what the clerk's office does. And um, I actually got a trifold that I had put together. I went back into some of the, you know, in, in digging through all of Steve's things and saw an old brochure that he had just, well, it wasn't even a brochure. It was just some papers clipped together. Mm -hmm. But I created a trifold brochure that kind of tells about the office and, th and things that you can have done there. And so I would use that as a marketing tool and go to all those communities or the libraries or whatever and just spread the word about what we do and um, yeah, just make it more known about the clerk's office. Because usually when I tell people I'm the county clerk, they're like, well, I got a ticket for, you know, whatever. And I'm like, no, that's not. That's the circuit clerk. I don't do anything with courts. So, um, but a lot of people don't know exactly what the clerk's office is all about. So um, it would be something to keep me, you know, on the road and, mm -hmm. and busy. All right. Are, are there any other issues that that need streamlining there and in, in the way people do things with regard to the the business under an assumed name or some of the other lesser known clerk mm -hmm. functions well again that's on the uh website and it's pretty mm -hmm. easy what i did is i went in and kind of just filled out i filled out the marriage license mm -hmm. things all the way to the end you know just mm -hmm. to kind of see what the process was and and that's on there too but again people don't know and maybe they need to be walked through that process so um again that's all a part of telling what the, our office does and helping people out in that way. Mm -hmm. Now, as, as far as the, the county board 
portion of, of this. The the clerk or, or deputy clerk sit in on the county board meeting. They actually record the votes and, and everything else like that. Is, is that process efficient enough? Um, again, I've almost six months in, I've uh, maybe I've done five meetings mm-hmm. where I've clerked the meetings mm-hmm. and um, it's a nice system. It's just getting used to it, mm-hmm. but it runs pretty smooth. Once okay. you know what the right buttons to push. <laughs> yeah, the, the automated remotes yeah, but, that sometimes um, need the new batteries. Yeah, and be. someone asked me, you yeah. know, because Steve didn't do it all the time, was I going to do it? And I'm like, why not? So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like that part of it. And it still makes me feel like I'm part of the board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what, what other advice as somebody who sat on, on both sides of that as a policymaker and a, a countywide office holder, mm-hmm. is there any advice that, that – you would offer to the board as far as direction for decisions they have to make? Now being on the other side, um, I see now that sometimes when you're voting on things, you may not know all the details. Um, You're going to know in general things, but... um, And then again, you know, what's the administrator is their only employee so that's Mm -hmm. their focus so they can't really get in the weeds and and get all the details about every single department but maybe just visiting the departments just to kind of see what's going on and um get a better feel of each one of them and and then go from there you know when you sat down with the office's budget have you have you looked at any things and say why do we do that and you've changed things or um maybe you got answers to things that you weren't sure about no, actually, um, I did sit with finance um, with Randy, and and we went. We didn't go line per line, but just so that I have a better understanding of the budget. And we really do. We really do good um, with spending our dollars, and we live within our means. And we actually are one of the few offices that take in more revenue than we um, spend. So we're fortunate enough that we cover what we need to cover, and um, we really don't waste any any fund of the county funds so in that respect i think our budget is great i really do hmm. now i want to go back to, to something we were talking about earlier in the the podcast the the process that that you came to this position was a little atypical you you hadn't initially put in an application right. when when they were were seeking candidates to, to fill the position mm-hmm. there, there were a number of them and the two top contenders as as you and I both know were, were two candidates who have jobs within the clerk's office had them previously and mm-hmm. have them now mm-hmm. and that there was you know generally an agreement that there was no consensus between those two individuals or any of the other applicants on on who to appoint for the position right. and so the committee turned turned its eyes to you as as an appointee who had that experience with county government and other other government service business and and asked if you would would consider taking the position mm-hmm. uh, and and at the time that you took that position uh, you indicated then and and I'm going to going to quote from your your mm-hmm. letter to the chairman that mm-hmm. that you would would serve quote with no intentions of running for the seat in the 2020 election mm-hmm. and obviously things changed after you were appointed to the position mm-hmm. as, as to whether you were going to seek to serve out the remaining two years of Steve's term after that. First, walk us through what it was that that caused you to change your mind from that original intention that you Um, you told board members. mm -hmm. Well, initially, um, like I said, it it 
came out of the blue, so it kind of cut me off guard. So my first response was, no, I had no intentions of running for not really knowing exactly what the job was. I mean, I mm-hmm. knew what the office was, but I didn't know exactly what the job was. So, um, so yeah, that was my kind of off-the-cuff response at the time. Um, but then thinking about it and knowing that I'm giving up my um, county board position, it wasn't like I could go back to that. So I'm giving up my elected position. Um, do I really want to do that? Am I ready to stop and then have to start totally over because it would be another mm-hmm. two years before I could run for any if I was going to rerun for that? Um, and then I was encouraged by a number of community leaders also to, you need you know, you've done well as an elected official. We'd like to keep you there because there's really not that many minorities that are elected officials. And so, um, and I enjoyed doing it. So I got in there and I was like, you know what, I can do this. And so I'm qualified for it. I have the experience. And um, if if anybody has to work for it, then yeah, I have to work for it too, to get elected. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Have, have you had any other conversations with board members? I, I gather that, that there were some people who, who, felt a little caught off guard by, I don't plan to run, mm-hmm. followed by the decision to run. Have, have there been conversations and, and sort of you know clearing the air mm-hmm. sorts of things about that? Mm-hmm. I called most of them beforehand and told them that I had decided to run because I mm-hmm. didn't want them to... Before think, your announcement? Right. Okay. Um, so I did, because I didn't want them to think I was like trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes or anything. So I wanted them to be aware of it. Mm-hmm. So um, before, I would say before all of them voted... Um, and appointed me, they knew. Okay. Okay. Anything Thank else? You very much. Uh, any other things that, that you want to cover that we haven't raised? No, I'd just like to say it's, uh, you know, again, I'm really honored that they chose me for the position. I really think um, Chairman Rand is a very um, smart individual, and I'm sure that he uh, put a lot of thought in it before he selected me for this position, and there was a reason for that. And so I'm just honored that I am here and hope to continue to do a good job for the county. All right. Rachel Parker, candidate for the Democratic nomination for Peoria County Clerk. This will appear on your ballot with a a parenthesis that it's a two-year term to fill out the remainder of Steve Sonnenmaker's term. So uh, primary election, March 17. Rachel, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Mm -hmm.